All right, guys, welcome to another edition of Fix Your Franchise. Fix it. We got the original Fix It in the house again today, Big Tug. I'm Adam Dirty and with the originator, Coach Red, all in the building. We're just three normal guys on the outside. But on the inside, we're exceptional GMs. That's what's on the inside. You got, I mean, yeah, exactly. We got heart, we got soul, and we got exceptional GM knowledge. So those are the things we're bringing to the table in Fix Your Franchise. We are coming down to the last two teams. Today we are doing the Cincinnati Bengals. Big tubs. Who So I'm going to switch things up a little bit because normally I would go straight to the coach. But today, since Big Tug is our connoisseur of everything Bengals, he will go ahead and start us off. Big Tug, what does Cincinnati need to do to win it next year? You know, we need to just dig deep into our pockets and <laughs> and pay the pay the refs as much as the Rams did. Ooh. I'm still bitter because that was not pass interference on Logan Wilson. <sighs> Neither was that touchdown pass in the first half. <gasps> first play of the second half, I think. Okay, yeah. Um Bengals had a stellar year I would like to make a note that on our broadcast last year roughly 13 months ago we did say with a healthy Joe Burrow the Bengals could make a Super Bowl run and they did so I want some credit for that I want everyone to send their donations to the real big tug. So I can need them. I need them real bad. Anyways, so Bengals need a little bit of work. They they don't have any glaring holes other than Eli Apple. We have a pretty solid team all in all. There are you know, in, in free agency, we addressed our biggest glaring need, which obviously was Joe Burrow getting sacked 51 times in the regular season. So we went out, spent a bunch of money. 20 in the post. 20 in the post, 71 times. So we went out, spent some, some big money, got ourselves three new offensive linemen, which is a huge step in the right direction. So I could not be happier about that. We also went out of our way and signed Hayden Hurst to replace CJ Uzama taking a trip to the Big Apple. So collectively, we've addressed a lot of our needs. There are a couple things that I would like to see the Bengals attack on draft day. Uh, that mainly for me being tight end depth, cornerback depth, and possibly guard slash center. Um, whatever is best available, depending on 
how that first round plays out because we did sign Ped Karas from the Patriots. New England Patriots, who has a very good track record of playing both guard or center. So if there is a very talented guard available, we could take the guard, send over uh, Karras to center, or vice versa, take a Tyler Linderbaum if he's available and keep Ted Karras at guard. Which at that point, we will have four brand new linemen on a team with Jonah Williams starting at left tackle. So we would have virtually a brand new offensive line to protect our franchise quarterback. And that's why I think they need address the line a little bit more. They've done great, but keeping Joe Burrow upright is only going to increase your chances of of making it back and possibly winning the Super Bowl. Thoughts? I think it's great. I mean, that's obviously what they have to do after seeing that sack count. Um, And like you said, I was going to say something similar saying that maybe even stack that offensive line with someone young in that later picks, like a center maybe, or even someone who you think might be interchangeable between a couple positions. Yeah, like Tyler Smith out of Tulsa. Something like that, yeah, to where he could fill something in so you could still be pretty solid if someone goes down because someone usually does. If you can – make it through your whole season with not anyone getting hurt on your offensive line it's rare oh, absolutely not and and they they addressed that last year in the draft as well by taking jackson carmen in the second round as well as uh dante smith and who's trey the hill? center from georgia trey hill from georgia so they did pick up three interchangeable interior offensive linemen last year in the draft so we are very very young on the offensive line right now and at this point everybody except Hopkins is under contract for a minimum of three years. But Hopkins is out anyway. We'd put Karras at center and throw Jackson Carmen at guard again. So, I mean, the, the whole offensive line is under contract for a minimum of three years. So they're good to go for a while. But I do like what you're saying, get somebody interchangeable. I really do like Tyler Smith out of Tulsa, although he has a second-round grade. Um, he was very, very dominant in in run blocking. He could refine his pass blocking a little bit, but he's got the athleticism to play interior or, or tackle even, which, like you said, would be great because no one can ever stay healthy on the Bengals year-round. So having somebody that can play right tackle, left tackle, or guard interchangeably would be awesome. What would be your acceptable number for a goal to have in sacks this following season? So, like 35, like 30? Acceptable numbers? Acceptable as far as, like, moving in the right direction. Do you think, you know, trim it by 15, 20, and try to get it around 30 and be kind of in the middle of the league? By – all standards of what they brought in and put into this line, I would be upset if they gave up more than 25. Oh, cutting in half. Cutting in half. 
it, it seems it would definitely show that the money was worth it. Exactly. I mean, pay, paying out Lyle. Alex Collins, Kappa was is the key there. Alex Kappa is awesome. He is one of those. I mean, glass eaters, the best way to describe it. He tried to play a game with a broken leg. Like they, he didn't want to come out of the game and he had a physically broken leg. He's just a tough guy and that's what they need. They need, I mean, he's not the most athletic. He's not going to jump off the charts, but if you've got Lyle Collins, Alex Kappa, Ted Karras, and Jonah Williams, you're stacked on your offensive line, as opposed to last year, we had Isaiah Prince. Riley Reef was a fun experiment for a year, but he couldn't stay healthy. So that was a waste of $8 million as well as, you know, our, it was just it was a turnstile we just we couldn't keep the same lineup for more than a game or two and we paid the ultimate price in our rookie season or joe burrow's rookie season when he went out for the year with you know a busted up knee tearing just about everything inside of it but i think they're making huge steps in the right direction but yeah i would be upset if they give up more than 25 sacks. yeah to piggyback on you know Helping out Joe Burrow with pick 31, I say draft a safety. With that, yeah, with absolutely. that pick, I we talked about it off air, but Lucene out of Georgia is a guy you are in a little bit of purgatory right now. You've got Jesse Bates on back-to-back franchise tags, and you got Von Bell, who still could be a tone setter for this team, but he's getting older. You know, Lewisine could step into that role this year or next as being that thumper in the back. To and then, if you're not paying Von Bell, you can keep Lewisine on that rookie deal and then be able to pay Jesse Bates because this team is going to be in a position here in the next couple of years where you're going to have to pay T. Higgins, you're going to have to pay Jamar Chase, you're going to have to pay Joe Burrow, you're going to have to pay all these guys. So all these guys aren't going to be around. So you got to no. be you got to be smart right now to build up for that future and get these pieces in place to take over for those guys that are coming up. And I agree. We do need to be proactive on that, um, on that front. And they are taking the right steps in some of their, some of the contracts that they're, that they're giving out and what they're doing for draft picks. I mean, they, they gave out a huge contract to Trey Hendrickson, which I'm 100% on board with. He, exceeded all expectations but they gave that contract out and then drafted three edge rushers in last year's draft to including joseph Masai, who has yet to play a single snap as a bengal after showing huge upside in the preseason he you know so they're they are making those steps in drafting players that are going to have to eventually take over for some of their higher in you know money deals i mean they they grabbed uh tyler shelvin out of lsu last year as well two years after signing dj reader i mean so they it's like it's like they finally got a system down where they're bringing in a high profile name for a you know good chunk of change and then drafting a potential successor that same year so yeah i could absolutely see them taking safety at 31 uh i i like dax hill a little more than lewis seen 
And my reason behind it is he is a little bit more like Jesse Bates and based off of their history, it doesn't look like they want to give him that huge deal that he absolutely deserves. And, you know, they're going to end up replacing Jesse Bates potentially with another safety when Von Bell is a little bit older. He's still playing at a pretty high level, uh, but he's going to come at a marginal price tag as opposed to Bates. And like you said, re-signing Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Joe Burrow, you know, extending Joe Mixon, it, it's going to be costly. Uh, that, that same time frame, they're going to have to extend, you know, Logan Wilson as well. You know, they're going to have a lot of a lot of money to dole out and keeping, you know, decent role players that don't come with that huge price tag. I'm I'm on board with it, but I see where you're going with, you know, wanting to draft the safety. And I think cornerback, although you have got good depth, I mean, Mike Hilton was an absolute monster out of the slot, but when you roll in with your top three outside cornerbacks being Chidobi Wuze, who played extremely well, but when yep. your next guys are Eli Apple, who's been very up and down, even for the Bengals, yep. and then Trey Flowers, who's also been up and down for the Bengals and the Seahawks, yep. you know, I'd like to address that position within the first three rounds. And maybe if we're looking at, you know, round three, potentially, maybe looking at a Kobe, at a Kobe Bryant. I, I really like Kobe Bryant out of Cincinnati. He was a he was very much a lockdown corner uh, opposite Sauce Gardner. Um, I mean, he was just a very well-rounded player. I, I like round four for corner as well. I know I brought him up in a couple of, of past, not mocks, but a couple other teams. I like Cam Taylor Britt a lot out of Nebraska. He's just a big bodied corner. Uh, doesn't get a ton of recognition. But he's a, a, a he's almost in the mold of Trey Flowers, but he's his tape is awesome. I mean, he he shows a lot of that big playability. He's a he's a great lockdown type corner that can play in zone or man, and he I think he'd be a steal. I I think they will address him, you know, corner at a they might address it earlier than we think. Um, I mean, they could take a, a chance on like higher Elam out of Florida and just address it right off the bat in the first round. And then, you know, cross their fingers that somebody like a Juan Brisker falls to them at, you know, 63. Yeah. Which, or just wait, for you know, later it could absolutely happen. Monday. Dude, I love smoke Monday. He's a very, very physical corner that also plays safety. He, I mean, he's, he's a, He's Auburn's Dax, Dax uh, Hill. I mean, he played all over that Auburn defense. And I don't know. I like I like the, the thought of addressing the secondary. It is a, a weak point, as we saw in the Super Bowl. They've already addressed the offensive line through free agency. Very, very hard 
So I, I see them addressing corner safety and tight end in this draft pretty heavily. Um, more so defensive in the first three rounds, I would imagine. And then, you know, the fourth, maybe fifth rounds, I could see them going tight end and receiver just for a little bit more depth. And one guy I've got my eye on who seems to have been forgotten about completely in this draft process is Grant Calcaterra. I don't know how everyone's forgotten about him. When he was at Oklahoma in 2018, he was a beast when he was getting thrown to by Baker. Um, he was a he was a, a freshman. I want to say he had about 30 catches, 400 yards. You know, he was averaging about 16 yards a catch, six touchdowns for that high flying Oklahoma offense. And Baker Mayfield won the Heisman. Um, I mean, he was a household name that year, and then he got hurt and transferred to SMU, where he was just forgotten about. And then last year, he actually had a decent year. He had 40 or 38 catches, about 500 yards, and four touchdowns. But he's, a, I think, a high upside potential tight end for them if, you know, Isaiah Likely and Kate Otten and some of the other. Yeah, I mean, a lot of those guys are going to go a lot earlier. And I think he's someone that will be their late fifth that has high upside, that has shown he can play at a high level in college at one point. Um, that and James Mitchell. I like the, both of them in the fourth or fifth round. They need to add that depth. Hayden Hurst is a good tight end. I think he's going to have a – I think he'll absolutely ball out for him. Um, what about Drew because, Sample? Talk to me about Drew. I, I, I'm not a Drew Every Sample year we guy. have to do this. I, I hate looking back at a wasted second-round pick on Drew Sample. He's a fine young man, I'm sure. He can block. He is not much for catching. He's not much for route running. They brought him in as a blocking tight end and yet still, for some reason, give up the most sacks in the NFL. He's not doing his job. He hurts me to think about. And I think we should just move on from him. Next. Next tight end. Anybody who's up, no more tight ends. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go somewhere else, anywhere else. Greg, what do you think think about interior defensive line right now? Because you had uh Larry Ogunjobi who played extremely well. I think he went and signed a deal with the Bears, failed the physical, he failed the physical and got cut. He's still a free agent. I know. What do you do to replace the production from the interior that he gave you guys, especially during the playoff run? Oh, we have DJ Reader still. Um, Yes. I actually really, really like what we got out of BJ Hill in the playoffs. He got that random interception off of Pat Mahomes. He had a pretty awesome strip sack. I mean, he was there in the playoffs. 
and he deserves every bit of that, you know, three million or three year deal that he got. Um, he he's he was a solid role player for us. Um, I think we do need to shore up the defensive line a little bit more because it is a very premium position. And so far, Tyler Shelvin has not turned into the absolute run stuffing monster he was at LSU yet. Um, and DJ Reader is going on what 29, 30 years old. Yep, sounds about Something, right. Somewhere, somewhere in that range. Um, I would like to see them address it a little bit, even if it, you know, it, if they don't go safety corner in the first second, I could absolutely see them if the cards fall and Travis Jones is there at 63. Yep. Taking Travis Jones, he absolutely wrecked the senior bowl inside, um, He's a UConn defensive tackle. Dude is an absolute beast. Can't move him. I could see him being a potential successor. You can't move him. Exactly. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of depth in this class at defensive tackle. Yeah. I don't want to I mean, talk not about like, depth anymore. I wanna I wanna do something where it's not an area of need, but I feel like we need an appreciation talk from dirty over in the kicking corner kicking talk corner. about david mcpherson oh mcpherson do you need you need to recognize this kid uh it was talked about probably one of my favorite kicker moments of the entire season is McPherson deciding to go on for a game-winning field goal and tell Joe Burrow, hmm, guess we're going to the championship before he kicked a game-winning field goal. Rookies don't do that. This one does. No, they do. Got a franchise quarterback on or franchise quarterback. <laughs> franchise kicking back. Franchise kicking back right now. No, we got a franchise kicker on our hands. He's got a good leg on him. He's got confidence. I mean, I, I see a little bit of a little bit of that extra swag in him. Maybe he gets a little bit rubbed off from Burrow, but he's out there. He's calling kicks. I mean, he's winning games in his first season. Kid's going to come into this season with all the confidence in the world. And if he can keep it going, he'll. I mean, he'll be one of the top five kickers in the league. For sure. So let's so let's point out this fact. He he went forty six of forty eight on extra points, and was fourteen of fourteen in the postseason, tying an NFL record with zero misses for field goals with Adam Ventieri. Hmm. But not a bad not a bad group to be in when you're a rookie, fifth rounder. But is he in the doghouse with Zach Taylor by staying out to watch the halftime show? Are we really doing this right now? Yeah. It's the kicking corner. I, he he can be hey in the doghouse all he wants to. He's the reason that they were in the Super Bowl to begin with. Whew. Also true. Thank you. But kick field goals. Kickers are kickers are a different breed. You know, you want them to make sure that their mind is right. 
you know, they're in that Zen zone. And if they need to watch that halftime show to like stay in their zone, you better let that kicker watch that halftime show. I don't exactly. care if it's, I don't care if it's marching band from a high school two blocks away, or if it's Dr. Dre. Either way, if your kicker wants to watch the halftime show, you let him keep his mind right so he can hit that game-winning field goal when he needs to. So while we're over in the kicker corner, I think that the Bengals need to address their other kicker. Kevin Huber is in his 14th year as the Bengals punter. Is it time for a replacement? with possibly the best punter in college football to come out in many years, Matt Ariza out of San Diego State. I've seen highlight videos of that kid. Yes. I would personally say grab him. Grab him in the fourth or fifth round. Yeah. No, go fifth. Like, that's got to be a Bengals thing. We only take specialty players in the fifth round. He had a 77-yard punt at the Combine. <laughs> Lock During him in. warm-ups, like it wasn't even – just for fun, he was just out there and just booted it 77 yards. Yeah. Um, and let's be fair, 75 of it was in the air. That's insane. No. Yeah. I'll tell you what it is. It's a – manifestation of one of Carl's dreams. <laughs> that, oh, Carl. that is the person that he dreams of oh, when Carl. he talks about his stories. So if you can move it 75 yards in the air, you are a manifestation of one of Carl's dreams. And All right, that's what this guy is. So pick him up in the fifth round. Take another let's not rounder. focus on leg strength. I'd like to focus more on managing to put 39 punts inside the 20 if last year and <laughs> average over, over, over half of those are inside the 10 probably sign him up sign him up punk god i wouldn't be surprised if someone doesn't pick him up though in the fourth yeah which is why bengals should pick him up in the second Whoa. <laughs> Whatever, dude. I Dirty, you got to cut off. this thing out. We're going off the rails now. Yeah, there ain't no rails we're going off. He's he's way more valuable as a college punter than Drew Sample's ever been in the pros. Whew. Second round pick right there. Whew. Drew Sample, you know I love you. Sitting on the bench. How well you can only handle them in just small little pieces. Small samples. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out. Guys, got anything else? Good, good. Who day? All right. Who Bengals. Came close. Almost made it over that fine little hump. But if you listen to this podcast, you're a Bengals fan. You can pass the word around. You'll know exactly how to fix the franchise. You'll get that ring on your finger. Um, I think yeah. that, yeah, wraps it up for us today. Fixing defense a little bit. 
find a tight end, perhaps. Mm-hmm. I mean, guard center grab, combo. Yeah, maybe grab center like combo. That. Maybe grab a defensive lineman somewhere if you want to. And then, you know. And a punter. Get that new punter. Punter and tight end. Okay. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Adam Dirty. I'm here with Big Tug and Coach Red as always. Appreciate you guys listening. Love y'all. Peace.